So today, the army captain who ran ultra-distance races and his bid to make the marathon at the Tokyo Olympics. Thanks for joining episode 50. Thank you for all the comments and contributions in the first half century. Now, this Friday morning, the top 20 or so men and women marathon runners in the UK race for places in Tokyo. For 40 years or so, the trials have been pretty much a race within a race at the London Marathon. But this Friday breakfast, this bespoke race starts in the grounds of Kew Gardens in London. So my guest today is Tom Evans, a relatively recent convert to marathons, and I wondered how Tom was feeling with a couple of days to go. Hi Mark, so yeah, I think it's it's a really interesting one. I think there is just so many different factors and so many different emotions going through my mind for this week. It's a mixture of excitement and nervousness, I guess, that... I've been, yeah, this has sort of been on the cards for, for, for the last 12 months and everything sort of seems to slowly be, slowly be falling into place. And part of me can't believe that it's, it is race week. It's a, oh yeah, I'm racing the Olympic marathon trials in at the end of, uh, at the end of March. And now it's a, oh, it is the end of March. So yeah, it is slowly snuck up and yeah, four days, four days away now. Uh, would I like it to be in four weeks? Possibly. Would I like it to be in four months? Possibly as well. But uh, yeah, no, I think really, really excited, I think is the, is the main thing. So sort of just try not to, try not to get too carried away um, with everything now and sort of just stay under the radar and um, yeah, line up in, in Kew Gardens on sort of bright, bright and early, hopefully, but having looked at the weather already, which schoolboy error, yeah, there's no no comment on the weather. What is it? Rain? Is it rain? I can't oh, remember. Rain, wind, you you name it, we've got it. But Kew Gardens, lots of uh, lots of big trees. So hopefully that will uh, that will that will stop it all. But no, I think really really excited. Have you been to Kew? Uh, I have been to Kew, but not for a very long time. When I was in the army, I was based in Hounslow, so just around the corner. So I spent quite a lot of time in sort of Richmond, Kew, Teddington area. But yeah, I probably haven't been for four, five, six years. And it was actually actually supposed to go at this Christmas. They do a sort of a, a, a supposedly a lovely light display, which so may, maybe I will go, will go this Christmas and have uh, some fond memories there. Do you study the route? Are you, are you across the route and the undulations and stuff like yeah, that? Yeah, I think, and that's definitely something that I've carried over from trail running and ultra running because specificity is the key when you're trail running and it's definitely something that we've tried to incorporate into this build up and the course itself very flat pretty twisty turny um so we've been training here on a on a course that's fairly similar it's probably slightly more undulations up here but lots of corners and so yeah i think it, it is it is definitely a factor but i think for me the the thing with the course, you can't sort of go and look at, oh, this person ran this here and that person ran that there because this course, is it's never been run before, which is, I think, really exciting. And there's been lots of talk about, oh, it's going to be a maybe not the quickest course, but gee, I don't, who knows? It may be, a, it, may surpri- it may surprise people and be, a, be really, really quick or just take a, take a beeline across the grass and uh, see what happens. <laughs> You touched on it there, and for anyone who doesn't know your backstory, could you just quickly fill us in? I mean, a few years ago, you were in the army, yeah. and then you became an ultra runner. 
Yeah, so I uh, I served with the Welsh Guards um, for eight years uh, and left as a left as a captain in summer 2019. And yeah, it's sort of been been pretty crazy since then. And I ended up leaving because I had the opportunity to to turn full time uh, and to be a full time athlete. And yeah, this all started from signing up to a multi stage race called Marathon de Saab, uh, running across the desert as my first ever race longer than a park run. And yeah, had a had a really great experience and absolutely loved it. And um and here I here I am now talking to you. Um the rest is the rest is history. And when did your marathon preparation begin then? When did you suddenly think, yeah, I'm gonna have a crack at that? So I I changed coaches at the beginning of last year um, from Alison Benton uh, in the AB group to Andy Hobdell. And yeah, I think the focus really was to to, to progress and to, to push things up. And I guess at that point when races had started to be cancelled, I sort of made my mind up and sort of did a bit of analysis and sort of thought, right, I think it's probably pretty unlikely that any big trail races will happen because you need lots of volunteers, you need lots of support and probably need to travel which was uh, yeah just not gonna not gonna happen so sort of changed the focus onto the roads and sort of thought right in order for me to get faster on the trails i'd like to get faster on the roads as well and yeah then an olympic marathon trial was announced probably sort of coming up to 12 maybe not so 12 months ago but 10 months ago and yeah that sort of really planted the seed then it's like right we need to need to get qualification so that's probably going to be realistically not running a marathon but running a half marathon and yeah ended up raced two two half marathons last year um one in Antrim uh in Ireland that was amazing and then qualified then for the half marathon world championships in Poland and yeah I think it's yeah so it, it's been been around for a while which uh I say a while Olympics only come around every four years so relatively not that long um but for me having only been sort of running full time for three, three and a half years, a year of that has been spent preparing for this one race. So yeah, I think it's been a, uh, been a pretty, a bit of a whirlwind 12 months. What is fascinating for me about this race too, and I hope you don't mind me saying so, it feels like looking at the, the runners, it feels it's almost like a grand nationals type of moment for me, where the London Marathon will have hundreds, well, any marathon generally has hundreds or thousands of competitors. Here, there are about 20. You can look at each one individually. You can look at their form. You can make an assessment. And when I go through the list, I have you down as the romantic option, uh, the one with the backstory that you've just been talking about, the relative unknown. Is that fair or unfair, do you think? I think it is pretty fair that I'm just so... I'm so unknown at this. I saw a, maybe an Athletics Weekly article about all of the runners. Because there aren't very many, it's easy to go into a bit of detail. And I have run a marathon before and I ran 2.26 with a torn calf three years ago. And I have the slowest marathon PB by, I think, 10 minutes going into the race. And my time is much... I think it's slowest by 10 minutes. So... <laughs> yes I think the unknown is there and I think it's yeah I think it's just going to be for me it it's a real unknown so I've I've run multi-stage races I've run 100 mile races I've run 100k races I've run 50k races but have never 
have never sort of really given myself to a marathon. So yeah, it's a, it is a huge, huge unknown. And sort of early this year, earlier last year, sorry, sort of racing, racing 5k and running a time that I was really happy with. And yeah, so it is a, it is a huge unknown. I guess if it was sort of X factor, I have got that, uh, I have got that story. So I'll be, I'll be put through, I guess. Um, but, but sadly the, the marathon's not going to work like that. And you can have all this experience running longer races, running shorter races, but actually on the day, 26.2 is, is going to be a mountain in itself. Um, and yeah, and I, I think that's the great thing about, about having a trial. It's a, yes, you've got to run under a certain time, but it, it's also a race. So yeah, I think anything, anything can happen. And yeah, I'm very excited about one, being able to challenge myself for this and sort of put all of this hard work sort of from the last 12 months and actually bringing my experience from the mountains and the trails into the race. Um, and yeah, it's, I think just a really exciting and amazing opportunity and so thankful for British Athletics and Tom Bedford um, and everyone at Kew Gardens at Run Through to, to be able to put the event on um, at Richmond Run Fest. Sorry, I think it's, yeah, really honoured and amazed to, to have a place in the race and just, yeah, excited to, to line up on Friday. I'm looking forward to the fact that it is a race that I'm not going to have to work out who's pacemaking, who's not pacemaking. It is a proper race and there are tactics as well as ability that, that are going into it. So what do you think that your experiences in the army and experiences running ultras will bring to you in this sort of race day atmosphere? I think I think that's a that's a key it's a key point. It is it is a race and there will be there will be tactics put in and 26.2 miles is a long time and there's no you don't need to be winning the race at 10k you don't need to be winning the race at 40k um the race is finished when you cross over that finish line and i think sort of trying to i think guess sort of stay out of trouble and sort of use my mind to sort of do the least amount of work and sort of sit in and cover moves and see what happens but sort of just yeah just try and stay out of trouble i think is uh is really important and then it also like it's a lapped course I quite I like running laps or I quite like that boredom I guess um and that's with monotony but and we've been doing a lot of training in Loughborough with Kev Seawood uh Olympic marathoner um Frank Baddock who's also in the trials um we've trained with them we're all coached by by Andy um and yeah I think to, to be able to just sort of run race with my one of my main training partners um I, yeah is is really exciting and so just having that having that known element in such a huge unknown um yeah i think will be will be really really beneficial no spectators but you can take one person along with you is that right yeah that's correct um and I, you know one of the one of the sort of main reasons for using using q gardens is because it is a covid you're able to make it as covid secure as you can um and yeah, to be able to have sort of one person supporting is supporting is is brilliant. So to be able to hand you your bottles, a um, bit of encouragement, yeah, and it's just that that known smile and sort of loud booming voice once a lap, which is is brilliant because that'll be quite a lot. Who's uh, that going to be? Your coach? Yeah, I've got Andy. Andy coming. Um, Sophie, my fiance, is racing the day after. Um, so we've sort of kind of decided it's probably not the best idea for her to sort of wake up early freeze uh stood in in Kew Gardens uh so yeah I will 
I'm sure she'll be she'll be watching from the comfort of our home um, while I'm giving it everything in in London. Look, have a great week. I uh, hope all goes well at Q and all the very best for it. Mark, thank you very much indeed. And thanks to Tom Evans and all the best to Tom and everyone else competing at Q this Friday morning. Well, if you've enjoyed this episode or any of the previous 50, then maybe you consider buying me a virtual cup of coffee. Every penny will go to Maggie's Cancer Centres. You can look in the show notes to find out how to do it or go to justgiving.com and search Destination Tokyo. Maggie's offer emotional and practical support for those going through the cancer journey. That's it from me today and I'll see you tomorrow. Thanks for listening. Bye bye.